You're listening to The Gospel Underground, the only podcast that helps new and aspiring gospel artists develop the skills to become influential music ministers. It features resources and tips to help empower indie artists to own and operate their music ministry for major impact. And I'm your host, Janice Levine. So let's get this show started. Catch it in the TV, catch it on the road, catch it in the church house, sing it to the souls. This is different from any other sound because you're listening to the gospel underground. Praise the Lord, family, and welcome back to another episode of The Gospel Underground. I am your host, Janice Levon, and as always, it is an honor and a privilege to share with you and support into your music ministry. So happy December, first of all, okay? <laughs> Yo, the year is gone, and we are quickly, quickly, quickly approaching 2022, and wow, what a year it has been. I am super excited about today's episode because we're going to end the Gospel Underground podcast with another interview. Yes, I'm bringing back underground conversations. And hopefully uh, within the next year, we're going to have even more amazing conversations with amazing people. So today, though, I am just super excited because, oh, God, this conversation was so good. (laughs) Okay, this conversation was just amazing. Uh, Today, I am going to be sharing with you all my conversation with the incredible Sean Scales, singer, songwriter, producer, just an all around amazing guy and my brother in Christ. And I just praise God so much for him and so grateful to him for sitting down and having this wonderful conversation with me. Now, really quickly, I do want to give a quick disclaimer. I had a little bit of issue with the audio. So every now and again, you may hear a little bit of an echo. Y'all, please forgive me. I am a one woman show and I'm doing the very best that I can. And I'm just praying that the Lord will continue to bless this show and send me some help. Amen. Amen to that. Okay. So please excuse that. But nonetheless, the show is incredible. It is amazing. And I really want you all to grab your paper and your pen because Sean dropped so many gems in this episode, okay? So yes, get your paper, get your notebook, get your pen, take out your phone, whatever it is that you use to take notes, you are going to want to take notes during this conversation, okay? So before we get into it, I want to go ahead and share his bio uh, just in case you are not familiar with him just yet. I am totally sure that after this conversation, you're going to be looking him up, okay? (laughs) So let's get into his bio. Sean D. Scales is one of the hidden gems in the gospel music industry. This Ohio native is being compared to vocal greats, both old and new. Scales, a billboard charting songwriter, has written for many national gospel recording artists, such as Keith Wonderboy Johnson, Lowell Pye, Monica Lisa Stevens, and more. Scales takes center stage to share songs such as A New Beginning, which peaked at number 17 on the Billboard Gospel Indicator chart. Now, Scales is back with the new hit single and my jam, Blessing Business, which just landed at number 96 on Billboard's Gospel Airplay Top 100 and number 22 on Gospel Billboard's Indicator charts, but that's not all. Scales just wrote his first book entitled Before You Say I Do, which is available on Amazon. So keep your ears tuned into the man, the message, and the ministry of Sean Scales. You guys, y'all ready? 
<laughs> oh, before I forget, I want to let you know that if you want to watch this interview, if you want to see the video version of the interview, you guys need to go on over to our YouTube channel. Okay. So find us on YouTube, the gospel underground, and you can watch this entire interview as well as any other interviews that I do. They will be uh, on our YouTube channel while you're there. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment as well. All right. All right, you guys. Here is my conversation with Sean Scales. All right, everybody. I am so excited about this interview and about the guest that I have on today. I already went ahead and read his bio, but we just want to welcome you to the Gospel Underground. Sean, welcome to the Gospel Underground. Thank you so much for having me, Janice. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you to all the fans, the listeners, supporters. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get it. Absolutely. So again, thank you so much for joining me in this conversation. Um, I already went ahead and read your bio, but I love for my guests to come on and just introduce themselves. So if you could just do that for me real quick. Uh, yes. Um, uh, as uh, as you said, my name is Sean Skills. Uh, I'm still young, so I'm going to say my age of 39. I'm tipping. I'm tipping and I'm towing. But 39. Uh, I'm a father of two rambunctious, uh, energetic uh creative, <laughs> innovative, two young men by the name of Sean Demetrius Scales II and Isaac Van Scales. Um, I'm excited to be a father, a uh, present father in their life. And, and uh, I'm a songwriter, singer, um, producer, uh, preacher, uh, and uh, recently um, an, an author. Uh, so, you know, just uh, just excited to be able to give, uh, give my, my, uh, the gifts that I've been given, give them to the audience base that I've been assigned. So that's just a little bit about myself. Absolutely. And you ain't that old. You're just a little bit older than me. I'll be 35 in April. So, okay, you know, okay. we're still young. Okay. We're still young. You know, I'm going to stay young forever. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's just start from the beginning. You do a multitude of things. You are multi-talented. Um, but let's start from the beginning. Tell us about your upbringing and where you born and raised, where you come from, and how you got your start in music. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, born and raised in in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Um, currently, I reside in Charlotte, North Carolina, but I was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I'm a son of a preacher man. Um, uh, yep, my father. Okay, all right. Ah, hi, bye. All right. <laughs> um, all PKs ain't bad, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Right? You know what I'm saying? So, um I was fortunate enough to, to be good, <laughs> good as I could be, you know, and uh, but uh, PK. So, you know, with that being said, um, I had plenty of uh, opportunity and platform uh, to to grow uh, the gifts and talents uh, and things of that nature. So that was my springboard. That was my platform. You know, uh, 2169 Cleveland Avenue, Man in Christ Ministries, uh, where Pastor Donald V. Scales, my late great father, uh, God rest his soul, uh, was a pastor and founder, you know, and uh, the many hands that uh, put that put their, you know, uh, put their hands on me and touched me and, and uh, you know, kind of cultivated the gift. Um, so, you know, that's uh, that's a little bit about my upbringing. You know, my mom, uh, Sherry O. Weathersby. Hi, mom. Uh, she's still with us and, and um, you know, a prayer warrior. And, and she always told me, she says, you know, um, you know, if you write a song and it doesn't have uh, Jesus in it, nothing about the Lord in it, I'm not listening to it. So, so uh, 
Oh, she sound like my mama. <laughs> yeah, matter of fact, matter of fact, you know. So, uh, my upbringing is kind of diverse. My father, you know, um, he used to sing R and B, um, and he gave his life to the Lord before I, you know, before I came in this world. And so when I came in, I, all I knew was, um, you know, my dad's, a, you know, a preacher, a pastor, you know. And it wasn't until later I discovered, like, why do I, you know, I got this sound here that sounds R&B. And he always knew, but he never, you know, when dived in. He didn't he didn't go into that. But um, I found some stuff, you know, and I was like, pop! <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, but uh, with that being said, he was also in quartet. I got... You know, so I developed the uh, the falsetto, you know, and, uh, you know, at that time, all I knew the falsetto was uh, equated with um, quartet. So it's got that, that, you know, you know, that thing. And um, I was singing one day and a brother, uh, you know, a colleague at the, at my, uh, at my school, he was like, man, you sound like this dude right here. So he gave me the tape. This is when cassette tapes was 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 the thing. Now we weren't allowed to have what I had in the house. I had the tape that he gave me was uh You're my lady. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. that is yes. spot on. Yes. When, when, when I heard <laughs> that, I was like, okay, so this is what you can do with the false settle. You can put it over a a a, a four four B. You know, I'm I'm used to the one eight beat. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, "What?" And this is like in like um in like middle school, um you know middle yeah middle school. He he uh, gave me the tape uh, around ninety four ninety five, and I'm like, "Yo, this is crazy right now." And so I looked up, and I couldn't find my tape. And then I got a little nervous. So all of a sudden. Uh, you know, I go outside, I go to the kitchen, look out the window, and my mom is like, she got a pan outside and fire is in the pan. Oh, my gosh. And I went outside. I'm like, Mom, what you doing? I told you you ain't going to have nothing in my house. The Lord showed me. And that was the brown sugar cassette tape. She burned it, y'all. She burned it. You know, but I brought all that up to say, um... You know, that that diversity, you know, in, in that regard there, you know. So I always had it. I had it before, before you know, R&B, before I was allowed to hear R&B. But when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I was just blessed to stay with the Lord. So, you know, that's a little bit about myself. I don't want to ramble. <laughs> no, you good. It is so, we have so much in common. It's just hilarious. My father was in quartet as well. So I know all okay, about okay. that, all okay, about that falsetto, okay. all of that. And before we got started, y'all, I was telling him that I was trying not to fangirl because he has definitely climbed into my top five male vocals of all time. And it's so funny that um, your colleague uh, gave you the tape of D'Angelo because I was listening to your music earlier. And I was like, yo, he sounds like D'Angelo. Like, <laughs> I was like, yo, he definitely gives the 90s R&B feel when guys could really sing and go in. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because all of those guys came from church anyway. You oh, know, Jodeci, uh, Jodeci, right? yeah. Jodeci you yeah. know, yeah. all of them dudes. So it is just oh, so oh, 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 oh. Right, right. 
<laughs> right, right. That is so crazy. So, like, what made you do gospel music? What made you choose gospel music? Because, you know, you grown um, and you could do whatever you want to do. What made you choose gospel music? Um, Aside from your father yeah, being a preacher yeah, and being in sure, church and all sure. that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I didn't choose the gospel. The gospel chose me and I accept it. I promise you, I say that to everybody that asks me that question. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't choose. It, it was. It was preordained, you know. And then, but what I did do is I accept it. You know, I think um, one of the things is that we have to remember that um, I call him Yahweh, uh, God. Uh, you God, refer to him as God. Me but too. God, but, me you know, too. Uh, uh, you know, Yahweh extends the offer. We are the ones that have to accept, but the offer has already been extended you know we see that in jeremiah the first chapter i knew you before you were in your mother's womb i did this i did that you know um i sanctified you i ordained you you know so all of these things were given to us we have to accept them and accept who gave it to us and then pledge our allegiance to him the gift giver um if we don't then we'll pledge our allegiance to the gift you know uh, in that in that regard so i was i was fortunate to um the gift got a hold of me and and it convicted me. Um, and the other thing that that did was, um, you know, my my father, um, he was around Ohio players, um, and and a lot Barry White. Um, a lot of people don't know that Aretha Aretha Franklin had sisters, so they had they were called the Franklins. So he was around them, um, singing and things of that nature. Um, had his group, the Enchanted Five, and they had a song in the top forty. I found out, you know. Uh, but what what I seen, I seen a lot of regret in his eyes and um, I seen a lot of pain. And one of the things that he would say was if he would have if we would have known sooner that it was it was Yahweh that was that gave this to him. He would have yielded a long time ago. So I made up my mind um, at an early age that uh, I'm going to. I'm going to do what my father didn't know to do. And I'm going to pick up where he left, where he, where he left off at, and we're going to keep carrying the torch. So oftentimes people, if they follow me on, on, on uh, Facebook or Instagram, um, you'll see uh, a hashtag that says the legacy continues. And, and that is the legacy that he yielded. And then he cultivated me. And then I accepted the cultivation. I yielded, and I'm carrying it on. And that that's that's really what that's really what made me, um, you know, who I am today. And then the maturity as I've gotten older um, in my relationship, I realized that I really realized. You know, people say this, um, but they don't realize it. Um, but Yah is love. We hear that like somebody says God is love. But Yah is love. Um, and everything that we do in the Eros type of love um, is a direct reflection of the relationship that we have with Yahweh. So if you don't have a relationship with Yahweh, when you go into that Eros type of love, you'll oftentimes uh, be challenged with lust. The perverted type of love. And um, as I've gotten older, you know, um, you know, Yah has instructed me and I also call him Abba, Abba Father. So Abba, he, he, you know, he said, hey, I want you to do, you know, do those love songs. 
So he would give me love songs. And I'm like, man, I don't know what nobody going to say, man. You know, and he's like, perfect love cast out all fear. And I, I created an album called Kingdom Love around 2019 or 2018 or so and uh, put it out. And it's, it's been a blessing to so many marriages, um, so many singles as well. You know, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, even people outside of the faith, like I was looking for this song and I couldn't find it. I looked for Maxwell, look D'Angelo and then a gospel singer. Man, this is really serious right here. Like this is serious. You know, so I know I'm not the only, but I want to continue to push that that pendulum that pendulum forward, the momentum forward, and and understand it so that we don't have to go on that side to get pure love. We already have it, but a lot of times we we live in a perverted world. So you're scared of something, not because that is not real, but because it's been perverted. And if you're scared of it, that means there's perversion in you. So if you get rid of the perversion in you, then you'll see it. The way it was meant to be seen. So I'm sorry that. So I'm sorry. <laughs> the no, listen. This is your time. Go forth and preach to us in Jesus' name. Okay. Yeah. So Love Project. Go ahead. Go on YouTube, stream it, download it. The Kingdom Love Project. Sean Scales, yours truly. <laughs> Absolutely. I definitely uh listened to that as well. Awesome. My husband and awesome. I just celebrated two years. So I was like vibing to that the whole week of, of the anniversary. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But yeah, I love what you said. You know, you accepted it. Um, the title of my EP is entitled The Call. Um, and that's basically what it's about. It's, it's about exactly what you just said. You yeah. accepted it. Yeah. Something that I often say to a lot of people is, you know, I hear a lot of artists say, I love music. I love music. I love music. And my thing has always been, I love Jesus and I, I like music. You know, I, I like what he gave me and I'm going to, because I love him, I'm going to use it for him. Um, and I'm going to minister to his people and serve his people. Um, the way that he has instructed me to do so. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have such an amazing style as we've talked about um, already. Do you ever have any like, this happened to me, right? So I'm traditional apostolic. I was born and raised apostolic. Um, my father's relaunching a new church, an, an Israelite apostolic church here in New York City. He's relaunching a new church here. Um, so I've always grown up traditional, you know, uh, Vicky Winans nope. is my favorite of all time. Vicky Winans, Vanessa Bell Armstrong, and Tremaine Hawkins. Okay. Come on, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they're my favorites. That's, you know, I've always kind of sung their style of music, but I remember very distinctly I was writing a song and I was like, Lord, this don't this don't sound like, you know, what 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 I'm used to singing. And he said to me, clear as day don't judge what i gave you so you have such an incredible unique style um you know how do you how do you manage that when you get something from god and it's not like traditionally what you would have done or it's something that you you think like uh what if folks don't like this or whatever how do you manage that um i don't uh the holy spirit is my filter so Oftentimes when I'm producing a song, um, I don't care where the idea, the concept comes from. I truly believe that I was meant to write that song and I needed inspiration. So inspiration is breath. And, and so I got breath in my body. So I got inspiration. I'm full of it. Right. Um, and that same breath is also the Holy Spirit. He breathed in a, into us and we became a living soul. So our soul is a spirit. 
So um, when I accepted, you know, my Lord and Savior into my life uh, and allowed him to be the, you know, the supreme, he's a consuming fire. So I may start out oftentimes I may start out on something and it might even be melancholy or something like, you know, on an R&B thing. And all of a sudden I can see it as I'm producing it. It's changing. It's changing. Even down to the concept you mentioned, D'Angelo, or you may, you might mention Jodeci, or you might mention, you know, Dawkins and Dawkins. You might hear that in, 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 and they're like, man, that can't sound like. But you, but you, but you hear something else, and that is the identity of Elohim. <laughs> you know, that's the self-existing one. So when he starts showing up, which is Yahweh, but Elohim is self-existing, meaning he doesn't need my idea; he just takes over. <laughs> you know, like that got you to the piano, but this is what's going to come out, you know. And so it happens all the time. The inspiration, um, you know, uh, it, it takes on the shape of its own self. I'm just the vessel. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. We're just the instruments. OK, that's, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's all right. So you you mentioned that uh, you produce y'all. He produces. OK, he produces, honey. <laughs> Um, and you've produced and written for a number of uh, people that we all know. And I just so this is another reason why I'm such a fan, because um, the way that I got started really into trying to be a professional singer or being a professional singer is my father challenged me to go write a song when I was like 10, 11 years old. And I'm the type of person where it's just like, you better not challenge me to nothing because I'm going to show you. OK, <laughs> so I was like 10, 11 years old. He's like, oh, you want to be a singer? Go write a song. So two days later, I came back with a complete song. So what you are doing is exactly the lane that I want to be in as well. Um, and I've actually started tiptoeing in that lane a little bit so far. But I want you to just share about that. Share about your your producing journey. How did you get into producing and writing and collaborating with all these different people? Yeah. So um, that's a good question. So my father again was one of the. Um, he was not one of. He was the. <laughs> the founder of that, the cultivator of that, um, you know, um, he's seen, he's seen it in his infancy stages and he cultivated, took me in the studio when I was 15 and I had a little PSR 530 keyboard, Yamaha keyboard. And, um, that was real to real. That was when we had the real to reels, the tape, you know, and, uh, took me in that, in that studio and, uh, I basically produced eight songs. We didn't have, we didn't have no digital stuff. So I played it straight out. Uh, everything straight out. And yeah, straight and, out. Yeah, straight That's out. a real producer, y'all. And, and at the end of, of you know the session, the engineer turned around and was like, he turned to my dad and he was like, Donnie, now you was good in your day. But your son, yeah, he's going to be better than you. You started it. He going to finish it. and." Um, you know, that 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 started that journey and he began to teach me about song format. I started learning about the format of a song. Um, you know, he just cultivated it, you know, and, and we got it, you know, that's we got it to that level. The second stage of of my maturation process uh, was a brother by the name of Jerry Cummings. And um, after, um, you know, everybody used to go to the studio. You remember the studio used to be the thing. Right. Um you know, and, and spending a bunch of money and stuff like that at the studio. Everybody studios, you know, 
Yeah, man, I'm going to the studio. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, all, that, that's when home recording was in its infancy stages around uh, 98, 99. Um, and when it started to take on that shape of, all right, you know, you might be able to record on your computer. So I went to Sound Ideas because I felt like there was a shift um, in music that was going to happen. And I went to Sound Ideas. And I was around 18 years old. And um, I met a brother by the name of Jerry Cummings. And he was a product, uh, product manager, uh, salesman. And uh, he said, you looking for a keyboard? And I said, I don't know. I just feel like it's something else. And he showed me my first software, uh, uh, you know, my first DAW, um, Cubase, Cubase 5. And that was the game changer. And so I started producing on, you know, on the computer. And then I met a brother by the name of Leonardo Butler. That's phase, what, three. And Leonardo was working with uh, Worldwide Gospel. And Worldwide Gospel is actually Black Smoke today. Worldwide Gospel uh, was headed by CEO and still the CEO, um, Kerry Douglas. And you're in New York. So at that time, uh, I was just coming off my, you know, my, my little single, that I, my, my album that I put together, you know, and a heavily influencer on that record was between the Williams Brothers and John P. Key and D'Angelo mixed all in, you know, and, um, you know, so I was gaining my, you know, just gaining my, myself, my identity. And, uh, this brother heard it, Leonardo heard it. And he was like, he played all that out. <laughs> he played all that. No, no MIDI, no nothing. Okay. And then he said, Hey, can you come in the studio, uh, my studio in my church and, uh, you know, let's see what you got. So he tried it out, and and I ended up writing, writing and producing for Keith Wonderboy Johnson. Um, so that he, but he also said, "Hey, do you have your your BMI? You know, um, your publisher with BMI." And I had my publishing since I was sixteen. You know, my father, um, he knew to. He's like, "Man, you need to sign up for BMI." Then I learned a little bit more, and I got my money together. And I was a publisher since I've been 18. You had to pay $250 to BMI to become a publisher. So by the time I got to Leonardo, I'm showing this a process. By the time I got to him, I knew song structure. I knew how to write. Um, and, and I had some experience recording, but I knew the business, even though I didn't have an opportunity for the business to actually pay dividends. But I already had something. I knew about copyrights, all of that. So when I got to him, he said, I can't work with you if you don't have this. I said, oh, I, I got BMI. I'm going to be my publisher. And he said, OK. So I wrote my first, uh, you know, you know, wrote my first uh, um, recorded song by another artist through Keith Wonderboy Johnson. And um, man, that just took work, got a chance to work with Verity Gospel, you know, and it started to take me on that journey of uh, writing and producing for others. You know, even though my dad is like, you want to do something for yourself, you know. But, you know, but, <laughs> right. Parents always saying that. Stand out. You know, be different. But that was, uh, it was necessary. And it was that where um, Leonardo uh, even helped shape even the, the um, production, um, the arrangement, how I write, um, and things of that nature. So that, that helped out a lot. So, you know, that was just a, you know, a little small tidbit of, of the journey. And then, uh, this is hilarious. So 
2013, I'd say, um, I was I was in my town home back home in Ohio, and I sat in my chair, and I just said, Lord, you know, um, what do I do next? And all I heard was tweet Lowell Pie. So that's what Twitter. So that's what Twitter goes. So um, I want you know I'm giving this because you know some people are like man how did this happen and I'm 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 telling you, um, Leonardo Butler uh, was working with you know uh, Worldwide Records as an engineer uh, mastering and things of that nature and and um, then they you know allowed you know to submit some material so by that time his way was already paid but he wanted a team so that's how I got in you know. Then um, and I said that because I my friend Jerry Cummings, I said, man, Jerry, I don't know, man, I, I think this is it. And so he was like, what you mean? I was like, I don't know if there's nothing else here in Ohio. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to have to do, you know, musically to try to break in. So he went on a wild goose chase and found Leonardo. Then Leonardo introduced, then, then introduced me to royalties and working with labels. So there was no I, I'm not a, in an organization. I didn't rub shoulders with nobody. All of this is happening because of predetermined is what I'm trying to show you. Then I start hearing the voice of God. And then all of a sudden I said, hey, what you want me to do, man? And I'm talking to <laughs> I'm talking to Abba, you know, and he says, tweet Lowell Pie. Tweet him. So I tweet him. I say, hey, Lowell, I, you know, I want to collab with you. I'm a no name. He don't know me. And I said, and, and all of a sudden I get this text. I'm going to just tweet and it says, send me something, bro. I thought it was, I thought it was a joke. So I DM'd him, and he DM'd me his, uh, you know, his email. And by that time, I came out with another record called "The Scales Compilation." And um, on that record, I had a song. It kind of puts you in the mind of the Temptations. Papa was a Rolling Stone. It's called "All Right," and I sent that to him. And I'm thinking, all right, man. This is going to be a chance for me to get a collab with Lowell Pie because I used to listen to Men of Standard all the time. So I'm also showing you that the things that you're into in your purest state, that's not for, it's not by chance. I've just about met everybody that's been in my catalog. So back to that. So he heard it. He said, call me, bro sent me his number. He said, I want, I want that song. Cause I was getting ready to say, Hey, Lowell, let's do a remix. And the Lord said, no, don't say that. Just say, here's the song. So, so I'm also learning how to present. So I just, I'm like, well, what about me? He said, what about you? I'm trying to get you somewhere where you can't go. Right. So I had to let it go. Right. So, um, he said, man, I want to use that song. I've been looking for a song to hold me over. And that song, All Right, 2015, from 2013 to 2015, it peaked at number 15 on the billboards. The royalty check came to me. I'm the writer and the producer. Okay, y'all. I am going to pause this conversation right there. I know, I know, I know it is getting so good. And I know that you want to listen to the rest of it. So I encourage you to join me back next week for the rest of this conversation. And let me tell y'all, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. There is so much more in this conversation. And yeah, if you want to watch the interview uh, and listen to the full thing, go to our YouTube channel, The Gospel underground make sure you 
comment and subscribe and like the video. Uh, but there you can listen to and watch the entire conversation. Y'all, Sean is just getting started, okay? <laughs> he has so much more to share. And I know that it's going to be a blessing to you and your music ministry. Listen, if you love the Gospel Underground, I need your help spreading the word about it, okay? So really quick, I just want you to take a screenshot of the episode and make sure you tag us on Instagram at the underscore Gospel Underground. If this podcast has been a blessing to you in any way, I want you to also go ahead and give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That way, more independent gospel artists just like you will be able to find us and be blessed as well. I love you guys so, 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 so much. We have one more episode in this season. Can y'all believe it? And then we're going to go on a break uh, and we'll be back in the new year. So I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. As always, stay focused on Jesus, keep one another in prayer, and I'll speak to you next week.